ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good afternoon. We have an amazing individual with us today, and she is exactly like the title of her book, and the book is called Unstoppable. Our guest today is Kelly Roach, and Kelly, this book is about the nine principles for unlimited success in business and in life, and I, I love it that that is how you approach this topic. So, before we jump into the book, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, and, and welcome, by the way. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, yeah, so I'm a business growth strategist, and so my organization focuses on helping entrepreneurs to make six- and seven-figure leaps in their businesses, and our primary focus areas are helping people put systems and strategies for team building, effective leadership, and sales and marketing growth plans in place so that they can move further faster in accomplishing their goals, but do it in a super efficient, targeted way so it doesn't, you know, require the business owner to be working 60 hours a week or compromise their quality of life in order to do it. Right, right. Well, I love the way that you have organized your book because when, when you take a look at laying out the roadmap, it really boils down to, to three different areas, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The first being financial abundance, the second being freedom, and the third being really the result of all of that, which is unstoppable success. So you, you mentioned a little bit about time, and, you know, I have said many, many times that entrepreneurs uh, in particular are the only ones who will work 80 and 100 hours. I want to do the 60-hour one that you were talking about. I haven't seen that version. Um, but we're the only one who will do that so we don't have to work 40 hours for somebody else. And, and when we think about what we want in our lives, I'm not sure that we actually think in the terms of financial abundance. Talk to me about why you chose those words uh, to describe, you know, what normally in business would be possibility. Yeah, well, I think that financial abundance and having that mindset as a business owner is really essential to your success and your sustainability because, you know, your either feeling of lack or feeling of abundance will drive every decision that you make in the business. And many times it's your mindset, your financial mindset that drives those behaviors and actions and then those behaviors and actions that determine whether or not you're profitable. So it's kind of like this is the root cause of why your business succeeds or fails. Right. You know, Kelly, I, I uh, jumped right in uh, into the book content without really uh, taking a look. I know you, you said that you do coaching uh, for your, your day job, right? But, but what led you up to that? Uh, you know, when you were, were young, what did you think about doing? 
Yeah, I just knew I wanted to make an impact. I knew I wanted to work with people. I knew I didn't want to be stuck behind a computer all day. Um, I wasn't sure what that would look like or what form it would take. I just knew I wanted to do something special that, you know, uh, was really fulfilling and and actually had a true and lasting and meaningful effect um, in whatever realm it was. And, you know, I, I feel very blessed that I found coaching because I do get to do that. I do get to make a difference every single day. Well, so did you think about the people who were out there who are uh, what you call in, in Chapter 1 of the book the, the 1%, the, the people who were doing really, really well, and, and, you know, many of us sit back and, you know, we, we don't really believe in our heart of hearts that we can actually get there. So was that part of your psyche? Were you looking at that, or how, how did this become the beginning focus of, of this part of the book. Stop presenting the 1%. Yeah, well, it's really uh, kind of my observation that in many instances, people think it's something maybe outside of themselves or something outside of their control that is the determining factor as to whether or not they are successful or financially abundant. And I find that many times people look at those that are uber wealthy and they have a lot of resentment or they have bad feelings for them or they assume that that's not possible for them or whatever the case. And a lot of that impacts your ability to actually be successful and be wealthy yourself. I mean, if you think about it just from a common sense perspective, um, it's very hard to, uh, uh, you know, it's very hard to attract something that you resent. Right, right. Well, that's a really good point. So, Kelly, I'm, I'm really curious. I, I've had this discussion with many, many people. Do you believe that entrepreneurs are born or are they made? I think they're absolutely made. Um, I think that, you know, you can have an inclination, obviously, to have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but, you know, entrepreneur in and, in and of itself, entrepreneurship is about being brave. Um, it's about being patient. It's about being persistent. And it's about working really, really hard um, until you get what you want. And I don't think that takes any special talent or being born with any certain, you know, special gifts. I think it's more a choice than anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, I I didn't discover I was an entrepreneur uh, actually until long after I left corporate life. And and I realized looking back that all of the jobs I had when I was in, in that world of, of working for major corporations, um, I was always pulled off on the special projects. Anything where there was a blank sheet of paper, it was like, oh, let's get Chicky, she'll do it, right? And mm-hmm. then I realized much later that it was that. And, and kind of the first part of my career when I left corporate life was, was co- consulting, not not so much coaching as you have done, but the consulting on the strategy side of things, uh, which I have been deeply involved in in my corporate jobs. But it, I didn't really become an entrepreneur until I became a tech entrepreneur and building tech companies. And, and that spirit, that entrepreneurial spirit that you refer to, 
uh, I, I did have to learn how to cultivate it because it had been there all along, but I didn't recognize it. I saw it as complete unrest and an inability to play with my peers, right? I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't good at, at playing the corporate game, right? So how do we cultivate that spirit? What, what do we do to do that? Yeah, well, I think the entrepreneurial spirit is ultimately a desire to meet your highest potential. And I think it's a desire to learn and to grow and to be willing to kind of make your own path to success. And so I think that more than anything, an entrepreneurial spirit is about you kind of listening to what's in your heart of hearts and then learning and studying and asking questions and reading and getting mentorship to take whatever pull you have inside and find a way to follow that and to um, take action on it and and to get a result from it, um, you know, in whatever way you can turn that pull, that idea, um, that concept into something that you can monetize and, and have success with. Right, right. So quite often people who end up discovering that entrepreneurial spirit and and quite often it's the birth of of an idea that they just can't let go, Um, set out and and they decide to actually build it, uh, you know, make it happen. And your your next uh, section of the book talks about acting like a CEO if you want to earn like one. And being in charge of building something uh, doesn't necessarily mean that, that you already know how to act like a CEO. In many cases, you, you did come out of corporate life where you were working for people. So how do you make that transition? Yeah, well, I think the first step is awareness, and that's why I wrote a chapter on it, um, because I, I think that awareness is really important because in many instances, entrepreneurs get into business because they have a craft that they really love and they have something that they, you know, feel that they're really good at that they want to do. But what they don't realize is that entrepreneurship is more about leadership and it's more about um, actually, you know, uh, being a, a, a visionary and setting the strategy and following up on the plan and all of those other things mm-hmm. than it is doing the craft. So I think the first step in making the transition from a super employee to a CEO of your own company is awareness. And then the second step is really getting organized and having a plan for how you're going to go from essentially being the business to running the business and building a team around you that can implement for clients and do client work and run the back-end operations and do the marketing and piece-by-piece putting together a system and an infrastructure. Right, right. Well, and you describe all of this as as really the the freedom part of the equation and and the three components of that being leadership, which I – wholeheartedly agree with you that the ability to move from just actually doing the craft or, or, or again, even building the idea. In my business, in my tech company, I, I brought everything 
uh, to the point where it was ready to be marketed before I even started building my team. But now it's a really different role because it is leadership and it is business mastery and being able to take what you wrote down on a piece of paper and and really getting it uh, to the next level. And and I find myself what with what you describe in in chapter six as investing in yourself daily. I was running on empty for the last couple of weeks and I realized I hadn't been doing that at all. And mm-hmm. I've been, you know, just pouring, pouring, pouring into the business and the business wasn't pouring itself back into me, right? I wasn't seeing the fruits of my labors. And it just happened to be that my husband was on the road mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, I was alone and, and some of my team were gone doing other things. So so talk to me about how these things fit together, the leadership, business mastery, and investing in yourself of really giving you freedom in your business. Sure. Well, first and foremost, you have to be willing to invest in yourself or you will fail. Um, You know, you're never going to find a successful entrepreneur anywhere at any level that got to where they are without investing deeply, both their time and their money to develop the mindset, the school, the skill set and the tool set required to succeed. So that is the, the foundation for all success as an entrepreneur is a belief in yourself that, you know, if you invest in learning and getting the right tools and training and resources, that you will trust yourself to have the discipline and to have the the willpower um, to take those things and implement and get a result. So, you know, that's, that's the baseline. And business mastery is everything because, you know, there's all these kind of Franken businesses out there that are duct taped together that are really just a house of cards. And that's why 95% of businesses still ultimately go out of business and business mastery is about really committing to understanding the true principles of a well-run organization and you know doing everything necessary to make sure that you're setting your business up for success over the long term not a duct tape temporary solution right mm-hmm. right and and those things lead you you know up to the, you know, the final piece, obviously. So, I mean, it's so much of it is about the mindset of having a long-term perspective on what you're trying to achieve and making decisions today that are going to impact positively or tomorrow. Right, right. So the last uh, section of the book is all about success and, and actually becoming unstoppable. So why don't you talk us through the components of of that strategy? Yeah, well, I think at the end of the day, um, success comes down to your ability to weather storms. It comes down to your ability to not have an emotional response to challenges and obstacles. And it comes down to your patience and your bravery, your ability to push through the hard times and stick with it until you make it back to the good times. And, you know, success so much um, becomes inevitable. Um, when you work on implementing the things that we talk about in those first two sections of the book, that it's no longer a question of if, it's a question of when and how much. And that's what we all want. It's just when and how much. And, and that's why the book is progressive in that way, because the success becomes obvious if you bring together, you know, systems and team and business mastery so that not only do you know how to make money, but you know how 
to leverage your time and you're not working 24 hours a day to achieve your goals. I mean, the, these are the things that come together, um, you know, to, to help you have, you know, both successful and a fulfilling life uh, that you're, you can be proud of. Right. So in, in Chapter 7, um, you, you talk about sales. So what, what is behind that component? Well, I wanted to have a full chapter dedicated to sales because I find that's the biggest thing that most entrepreneurs want to avoid, and it's also the number one thing that causes most businesses to fail, to, to fail which is a, a lack of, of positive cash flow, and positive cash flow comes from having a system for sales. And, you know, I think for most people, their mindset around sales is that it's pushy or it's slimy or it's uncomfortable or it's this or it's that, but really at the end of the day, it's not any of those things. It's you offering a solution to someone who, who wants to create some type of transformation in their business or in their life, and you're simply answering that calling for them. And, you know, you have to really read the chapter to truly understand the mindset and, and put it into practice. But I think the bottom line is, you know, sales is, is something that you can't escape if you want to have a great business. And your mind that around it is going to determine what role it plays in your company and in your business, which is ultimately going to, you know, determine not only your level of success, but what you can do with your team. Because if you have a negative mindset around sales, it'll be very hard to bring in a team that has a positive one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I have found that to be absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting, I was thinking about that uh, just yesterday, about how um, salespeople, people who are natural-born salespeople who love the game, you know, love the, the clothes, love the, everything about the process, right? It's what they get up in the morning for. Um, those people very rarely are, are part of an entrepreneurial organization because they don't necessarily have the patience for the, the process that it takes to get everything ready, right? The, the whole, mm -hmm. the, the build the business. And, you know, I thought about that, uh, of how unfortunate it is that there isn't a track, if you will, for people who are amazing salespeople that when entrepreneurs actually need that talent, that there's a place that you can go and find that kind of person who actually would love to build, you know, the whole sales process, right, after everything's ready to go. Wouldn't it be great if, if someone, you know, recognized that need and, like, put together those resources to make them available to entrepreneurs? Because I, I know I'm not unusual in, in not loving sales, but, boy, I'm yeah. not having sales, right? I right, right. Sales. So Very you're true. absolutely right. I mean, that, that is such a key, um, you know, to get a business off the ground. But it, it, marrying the need for salespeople with early stage businesses that don't necessarily have the cash to pay for the talent they want is just a huge conundrum. Well, let's move on to talk about discipline because, you know, all of these things that we've talked about really require discipline. Uh, discipline, you know, if you go back to the financial abundance, 
intersection of, of really moving from that stage of resentment in, into just diving in and say, you know, I want to do this. I want to be one of them, right? And then, then cultivating that spirit and, you know, learning how to act like a CEO and leadership and business mastery and investing in yourself. Um, all of these things require a level of discipline. But I think what you're talking about is discipline at, at the point in your business where things do get hard because, you know, that that's when they continue that level of discipline. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all of the things that you just mentioned. I mean, discipline is, is definitely one of the top make-or-break factors that – you know, will impact, you know, every business at some point. And, you know, the way that I always describe discipline is, you know, discipline is doing what you don't want to do when you don't feel like doing it because it's what needs to get done. And yeah. most people live live in the space of doing what feels comfortable and convenient. And they very rarely dip into what scares them or what makes them uncomfortable or what they don't particularly like to do. And because right. of that, their, in, their income reflects that, right? Um, and so, you know, I talk about that a lot in the book because, you know, if you don't understand that and you think that you're going to get to very high levels of achievement, um, without putting yourself outside your comfort zone, without doing those things that don't come naturally, without doing the things that you don't want to do, you're, you're sorely mistaken because all of those elements are required in order to achieve high-level success. You have to keep growing because the, the ultimate bottleneck in every organization is the leader every single time. Every single time. Absolutely. And, you know, I love it that you end the book talking about focusing on something bigger than yourself, because it it is so easy, particularly in the early stages of an entrepreneurial business, when, you know, in many cases, you're doing everything in the company, right? You're, you're playing every role and taking one hat off on another. And, and it is so easy to get self-absorbed during that phase. And and so being able to turn your focus just yourself off of your navel, right, and and looking outside yourself to the other folks who are involved and impacted all the way out to the customers, and and then hopefully the the something that's really bigger than yourself, which is giving back, you know, to the community and and to those who uh, who can't always help themselves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so that that process um, of of actually being unstoppable. What, what do you think is the single most important component in becoming unstoppable? I know you've you've put together this nine part plan. If we yeah, the most is, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say it is. I would say it is an unyielding perseverance to continue working towards your highest calling, your highest purpose, regardless of the obstacles or the challenges that, that come in front of you because there will be uh, problems and challenges. And I think too many times people confuse a, a, you know, a problem or a challenge for a, for a stopping point or for something not being meant for them or not being right or that they're not good enough. And it's never that. Um, it's that you know, there's going to be challenges and problems and obstacles to redirect us to our highest path and to our, our best growth and development. 
Well, I love that. And, you know, Kelly, the way that you've laid out the book, uh, it, it really is a playbook, right, for putting your arms around where you want to go, how to get there. And then, you know, once you're there, I, I love the the uh, follow-on chapter to, to the last chapter of the book, which is, you know, now it's your time to thrive. And if you do all of this hard work and, and don't have time to enjoy it, you know, what's it all worth? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's the overriding message of everything. You know, do a little bit that scares you now, do a little bit that's uncomfortable now, um, you know, push yourself outside of, you know, that, that small little box now so that you can enjoy the fruits of true entrepreneurship, true freedom, true fulfillment um, as you grow and progress. But it starts from the very beginning, making those little decisions that really count. Right, absolutely. And Kelly, the the only thing we haven't really talked about is, you know, on on the cover of the book, I I do love it that you talk about this being principles for unlimited success, both in business and in life. And, you know, when you take a look at a lot of people, they they have a, a very, very hard line between their business life and their personal life. And, you know, there, there just isn't that level of integration where, where they kind of cross over and think about how what they're doing in business impacts their personal life or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just, as we come to a close, just talk about how, um, you know, looking at these things on both sides uh, of your world, business and, and uh, just in life in general? Well, yeah. I mean, I think the whole reason why I started my business was because I knew I was capable of financial success, but I wanted to also be fulfilled and live a happy, joyful life personally as well. And I think that is the greatest gift of entrepreneurship, you know, is is doing the right things and making the right decisions so that ultimately you can um, bring together a successful, fulfilling, happy life and, you know, have business be a part of that, but not sacrifice one to get to the other. And like I said, that is the gift of entrepreneurship. And that's what's available to all of us if we're committed and willing to do the work and and to learn the right things and to put the right things in place to achieve it. Right, right. So much for your time today. Again, the book is called Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and in Love. Joined today by Kelly. Kelly, thank you so, so much. Thanks for having me. Okay, great. We'll go out and have a great day and change your game today. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald.